everyone, welcome into another edition of the Woj Pod. I'm here with Victor Oladipo of the Miami Heat, coming off of, I think, a night that Victor has been waiting a long time for. Close out Eastern Conference playoff game, and Victor was right in the middle of it for the Heat, closing out the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, 23 points, great game across the board, Victor. Let me start with this. What did it feel like again to be needed, to be needed by a team in a playoff game this time of year and not just to be needed, but, but to deliver? It honestly felt good. Um, you know, as human beings, we always want to feel needed. Um, it's when all of us are at our best. Uh, when I say that, it means, you know, you either rise to the occasion or, Unfortunately, it doesn't work out for you. And, you know, fortunately, it worked out for me. So I'm grateful, thankful. Um, you know, they asked me to, to come in and start and help our team win, and I was ready to go. So, uh, But overall, it was just a great team win. Uh, a lot of guys stepped up and played really well. Uh, guys off the bench, um, starters, everyone. It was a collective team win. We needed everybody. So um, it was huge for us. And, we understand, you know, that's just, you know, one stepping stone. Uh, we're getting ready for round two. Victor, twice in you know, essentially three, four, four years, quad tendon surgery, there had not been many basketball players, NBA players, who had had this injury. It was a little more of a football injury. You go through this rehab, this surgery twice, and it was grueling. It is lonely, and you don't know, I don't know that you knew what was at the other end of this, especially a second time. You talked in your press conference really eloquently about where you were one year ago and what you were feeling. Contrast what it felt like in Miami, hearing the roar, slicing through people, making plays, finishing, shutting down their best player. Contrast that with a year ago where you were, what you were going through, and what it felt like then. It's like the, the, the purest definition of there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, a year ago today was a bunch of emotions, um, mainly negative, mainly, mainly confused, mainly um, hurt, mainly just trying to figure out what's next, what the future holds, and then a year later is why I came from a long way. Um, and, you know, my whole mentality, my whole approach has changed. And I've grown so much mentally um, and physically uh, for the last three, four years. You know, understand, like, I've been dealing with this since 2019. So um, it was a, it was, a hard process. It was a hard, hard grind. And it's still hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm still improving. I'm still getting better. But, you know, yesterday was like, okay, you are getting better. You you are improving. You have come a long way. And um, it's only up from here. And I truly feel like this is the only the beginning of my journey. Um, sky's the limit on where I can go next. So, I'm looking forward to seeing 
what happens next. You played essentially 60 games in the last four years. I was told that you could actually recite how many games and how many days, right? Yeah, it's been 333 days since I've gotten injured. Well, add on to the, the, the last month and a half, but it was 333 days until I, I played my first NBA game after last season. And this is my – yesterday was my ninth game I played in, in 333 days. It was obviously different than all the rest, but you've been in the playoffs. You played in the postseason. You did it in Indiana. You've played in at this time of year. Did you wonder if there were any more nights like that last night? Did you wonder if there'd be another night like that? I'm going to be completely honest with you, Roger. I was I was at a point where I was wondering if I was going to ever play again. I was that low. I was I was trying to figure out what was next. Like, is this the end? You know, and you know, I think people don't really understand how what that feeling is like to, you know, go through surgery, get it done wrong, and then realize that you have to go through it again. Um, how low that feels and how tough that is. Um, you know, you start questioning a lot yourself as an athlete, yourself as a professional, yourself as a human being. And, um, you know, you, 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 you fight those mental battles of trying to not be too hard on yourself, but lift yourself up at the same time. And for me, I, I had to become my biggest fan. I had to become uh, my strongest asset so I can continue to improve and get better. So nights like yesterday could happen. And um, I'm still doing that. I'm still improving. Um, I know there are better days to come. It's not always going to be easy. And I expect that. And I know that because of what I've been through already. Um, but I, I truly believe I can handle anything because of it. Uh, and, I'm just going to take it one day at a time and embrace every moment. Was there any thought, Victor, the second time after the second injury and the and knowing what the rehab was like ahead again, where you thought, hey, I've made a lot of money. I played in all-star games. I was an All-American in college. I was a second pick in the draft. I've done enough. Maybe I should walk away. I mean, when you're that low, what was you? I mean, you, 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 you fight with every every emotion. So I would be lying if I didn't say those, those thoughts, you know, cross my mind, but I mean, I've been, I've been like, I, like I said last night, I've been, I've been fighting even before I was born. When I say that, I know people kind of are confused, maybe confused by that, but when I was uh, in the womb with my, with my twin, I'm a twin and my mom had obviously me and my sister, uh, but the doctors told her that I wasn't going to make it then. And I found a way to make it. So for me, it was like, this might be the sole reason why I was born. You know what I'm saying? This, this, this testimony could be far greater than anything I could have ever imagined. And to quit on that, well, I would look back and, 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 and I would hate myself for it. So um, it was a no-brainer for me to keep going. I mean, I didn't even, it might've crossed my mind once about what we just talked about, but I brought myself back down to earth and realized like, bro, nah, you can't quit. 
that's not how I want things to end. That's not the way things are going to end for me in the game that I love and the game that I worked so hard for my whole life to improve and get to this level. Victor, what was it like? What is it like to come into the Miami Heat organization? The Miami Heat organization. It's an organization of, like, you know, you go in that facility every day. It is about work. It is about production. It's about winning now. And here you are initially sort of off to the side rehabbing. You don't have any equity with anybody there. You're not in Indiana when you're rehabbing. You were the star player coming back to the team. In Miami, you were a player essentially on a minimum deal after you you got traded and then you, you know, re-signed. What was that part of the process like coming into the heat given where you were trying to get healthy? You know, I understood my my circumstance was I understood, you know, the dynamic of the team that I was coming to, uh, uh, contenders, you know, wanting to win now, wanting to win big. Um, unfortunately, when I first got here last year, you know, it was it was it was cut short. Um, but I I know what I'm capable of when I'm healthy. Um, yeah, you know, because of my circumstance, I had to sign a minimum deal, and I had to you know do things a little differently. But that doesn't define who I am. And it really doesn't define who I am as a basketball player. So, you know, I had to do that because obviously of my circumstance and the, the situation I was in. But at the end of the day, you know, um, I just used it all as motivation. And, you know, I, I'm shoot, I'm just thankful for them just giving me the minimum and being able to come here and work out and rehab and be a part of a team. You know what I'm saying? Some people didn't even get that opportunity. Or who's to say I would have had that opportunity in general. So, you know, um, I'm thankful for that. Um, obviously, it was different. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was placed in a different role here, but the work wasn't any different than it was if I was in Indy or if I was here. You know, it's all about working hard and getting to getting the best out of whatever situation you have. So for me, you know, I just felt like um, that's all I needed to do. And, you know, the opportunity will present itself like it did last night. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is the environment in Miami like, Victor? What is it like to be a part of that organization as a player? It's about winning. It's about winning, doing whatever it takes to win. And that's all that matters. That's, that's the only thing that matters. And it's not for everybody. 
this this uh, e culture isn't for everybody, but it's about putting in the work um, and doing whatever it takes to win. What's different there? That because everybody says they want to win everywhere in the NBA, right? We want sustainable success. We want to build the right culture. We're about winning. We're committed. What is it you see and experience there that looks different than everywhere else? It honestly just, it, it's a feeling. It feels different. You walk into the locker room, walk into the building, and you see the success. It's, 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 it's very visual. Um, can, you can see it all over from walls to, to, to everywhere, paintings, all, all kind of stuff. You can see what they're all about. And when you walk in there, you can feel it. It's an, it's an intensity. It's a, it's a feeling that, you know, only few people, you know, get the opportunity to feel. So I think that's what makes it so different that they embrace being different and they understand that we, we, we're trying to do something bigger than ourselves, bigger than any one person. And, you know, when you're a part of that, you know, then you, you truly understand and appreciate what that really means. Victor, you've had a relationship for a very long time with Dwayne Wade. Now, you played at Indiana. He played at Marquette and obviously played most of his career in Miami and won championships. But the connection there is you're, both, of you, both of you played for Tom Crean in college. He played for Tom at Marquette. You played for him at IU. So I know you've known each other. Did he, did he help you maybe coming into Miami with understanding, understanding it, how to thrive there? how to play for Eric Spolstra, how to play under Pat Riley. Was that part of your sort of indoctrination into the organization? I mean, the, the, I mean, he helps me whether I was going to Miami or going to another team. That's just how he is. You know what I'm saying? Like he going to reach out. He going to, you know, give me his two cents, how he feels. And yeah, you know, he gave me a heads up on, you know, what I was getting myself into and, you know, but the, at the end of the day, you know, for me, it was all about, you know, putting in the work. And I think D understood that too. Like, and right now it was just the focus of getting healthy, getting healthy. All the other stuff would take care of itself. And I think D understood that as well. Um, and he made sure I realized going into this environment that it was going to be about the work. Um, and I had to put in a, a lot of work in order to, achieve whatever it is I wanted to achieve. Um, and I understand that, um, you know, he, he's, he was here basically his whole career and he's accomplished great things here. Um, and he worked really hard to get all those things he's accomplished. And um, if I wanted to be successful in this environment, um, I was going to have to put in the work. So that's all I was focused on doing. Um, you know, he's been nothing but supportive since day one, even before I was in the league. So, you know, he's, like I say, he's, he's someone that, you know, only few can have, you know, have access to. And I'm just blessed and fortunate that I do. When you contribute to winning the way you did in the Atlanta series, you played, you, you, you made an impact on Sunday. You, you know, you really impacted certainly in the closeout game. Is it different? Do you feel a different part of things when you're finally able to do that? You've been around these guys. You've been on the practice floor. You've gotten into games here and there later in the year. But now you've contributed to this championship cause. Does that 
sort of just the way it makes you feel about being being there and and hey, I I've I've done my part and you're gonna have the chance to do more for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mojo, all I want to do is play. And I want to play at the highest level. Uh, I want to compete at the highest level. So, you know, again, getting that opportunity yesterday was was truly a blessing. Uh, just because I love this game. Um, and like I said, I, I wanted the opportunity to play. So, you know, I know my circumstance is different. I know I'm still getting stronger, still getting more comfortable out there, but I know I can still affect the game in positive ways to help the team win. So, you know, when I was given that opportunity yesterday, it was, you know, I just, you know, made the most of it. And, you know, my teammates did a great job of helping me do it. Even Jimmy and Kyle, who didn't play, you know, they helped me a lot as well. So, uh, like I said, it was a collective team win. You know, it was a great opportunity. And uh, whenever my number is called, whatever I got to do to help this team win, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Victor, you turn 30 next week. Does that have any meaning? It's it's a threshold as a player, right? 20s and 30s. It is in life. But given what you've been through, you look at that birthday and does it mean anything different this year? Yeah, I mean, it's a threshold, not only just for just in, not for basketball, but just in life in, in general. Um, you know, I, I, I'm turning 30, but I feel way younger than that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, like you said, I pray, I think I heard something about me playing 65 games in the last, like, 300-plus games or something like that. So, you know, my body doesn't have too much wear and tear on it. So I still feel pretty young. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's monumental because of the growth um, that I've learned in my 20s, that I've learned in the last three, four years. And, you know, turning 30 is like almost like becoming a new man in a sense. You know, uh, man, I have a whole different perspective on life and understanding what really matters and what doesn't matter and understanding that the only thing you have control of is what's right in front of you the moment and understanding that you just have to focus on this right now. Can't look too far ahead and you can't look too far back. Uh, and if you understand that, then you appreciate every moment. Not only will you appreciate every moment, but you essentially give every moment, everything you have, and then you get the best out of it. So for me, you know, growing up and, and, and you know, getting to this point now, that's why I truly feel like my better days are ahead and um, the sky's the limit for me. So I'm just going to take it one day at a time and just going to continue to keep working so I can maximize my potential. Hey, guys, the final episode is here exclusively on ESPN+, Plus, which means all episodes are now streaming Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. 22 seasons and 10 Super Bowl appearances. Tom Brady like you've never heard him. Featuring Tom Brady's three sisters, Giselle, Tom Brady Sr., Gronk, Michael Strahan, and more. All episodes now streaming on ESPN Plus, presented by Under Armour. Victor, did you did you know more about the injury through the second rehab, the second surgery? Were there things the first time through that you 
probably do differently on a lot of levels that maybe you corrected this time that you have a better sense of your body and how to move forward now into your thirties, into a different stage of your career. Yep, exactly. You know, it's, it's funny. I remember telling someone during this process, I was like, if, if somebody wants me to rehab, they quad tendon repair, I probably could do it better than some of these PTs. <laughs> but, but no, seriousness, um, you know, going through it twice, you, uh, I get super hyper aware of your body. Um, and you, you understand, you know, what it needs. I understand, um, what things feel like and why things feel the way they feel. And, um, you know, during the first sur surgery and rehab, you know, it was like the unknown, you know I mean? I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know, you know, that I wasn't supposed to be feeling what I was feeling. You know, I thought it was a part of the process. The second time around, it's like, Oh no, 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 no. I know exactly what it shouldn't feel like. So during the second process, it was like, whoa, this feels completely, I could tell it felt completely different from the very beginning when I didn't even have that much strength yet. Um, and, you know, that was huge for me, you know, because I understood that there, there was going to be a day where, you know, I would feel really good and, you know, it would be no more pain. So, you know, that was positive and that was huge for me. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, I, I have learned a lot about myself and my body during this process. And I think it's going to be beneficial for me for the rest of my career, just understanding what my body needs to perform at the optimum level. When you're going through rehab, Vic, you're just thinking about playing again. Can I get an opportunity to play again? Can I be healthy enough to impact a team? You, you may not think about whether you're on a, a contender or a championship level team. And now all of a sudden you get through this process you close out Atlanta, you know, and you're looking, you know what you have in Miami, you know the season, regular season you guys had, that all at once there's a chance to not only come back and be that player, to, to be a player in this league again, to be a player in the postseason, right? You've got a chance to, to win a championship, finally, at this point in your career. Yeah, I think the, the position and circumstance I'm, I'm in, I just got to focus on continuing to make the most of it. Um, and I think I have a great opportunity to win the championship here. Um, and we understand that it's not going to be easy. We understand that it's, it's, it's going to, you know, be a process and, you know, it's going, we got to take it one game at a time. Um, but we truly feel like we have, you know, what it takes to be successful. So, uh, we just got to keep grinding, got to keep playing. Um, and, you know, we don't know what the future holds as far as every game, you know, every series, but we're going to go out there and play hard and give it everything we have because uh, we want to win at the highest level. Victor, thank you, as always, for taking time out. Uh, excited to see what you've done. I think what you've got ahead here. Good luck in the next round. I, I know I'll see you somewhere here in the playoffs. and. Um, we will talk soon. Thanks, Walt. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Woj Pod. A big thank you to my guest today, Miami Heat guard Victor Oladipo. Be sure to listen to new and archived episodes of the Woj Pod 
wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also listen to The Low Post with Zach Lowe, The Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst, and The Adam Schefter Podcast with my good friend Adam Schefter. We'll catch you next time. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.